Welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast, where we empower you with the answers to your burning questions to accelerate your career into the sports industry. We are your hosts, Melbourne-based sports administrators, Ruben Williams and Ryan Walker. Join us as we share unique and personal examples as well as relatable information and deliver them to you in bite-sized, fluff-free episodes. Want to swipe our signature framework to add awesome experience to your resume? Download our free ebook, Four Steps to Create Outstanding Work Experience in Sport, at sportsgrad.com.au. Now sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest episodes released every Tuesday and Thursday. Hello and welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast, brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Visit dollarshaveclub.com.au slash sportsgrad to receive your first starter set for $15 and $10 off your second delivery. It is an absolute cracker deal. Now, as always, I'm Ryan Walker and I'm with the very sprightly Ruben Williams today. How are you, Rubes? Very good, Ryan. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be on the podcast as always. Looking forward to this episode. It's going to be a belter, mate. We're very happy to be doing this. Uh, And the reason for doing this, we'll we'll get onto in just a moment. But thank you so much, firstly, to the listeners for being part of the show today and by downloading and getting involved. We really appreciate it. Today, we're going to be discussing four unknown jobs in sport, where they are, what they involve, and how to get them. If you're listening for the first time and thinking, what is this show? Who are these two guys? The Sports Grab Podcast is your bite-sized guide to enter the sports industry, I myself am a graduate of Notre Dame, Australia in Perth. Ruben is a graduate of Deakin University in Melbourne. A few years back, we both made the jump into working at Cricket Australia together, and now our aim is to help you do the same in whatever way, shape or form that may be in the sports industry. So without further ado, Ruben, what have you got for us today? Yes, thank you, Ryan. Firstly, I just want to say a big thank you to Lewis Fitter, one of our listeners who reached out to us that led to this episode. Lewis messaged us on Instagram saying, Whenever someone asks what I want to do, I always say work in the sports industry. When they ask specifically, I always say I don't know. Could you look at doing an episode where you look at the different career options in the future? Lewis and I then had a chat over the phone to discuss the issue and we chatted about a bunch of different jobs that exist, but you wouldn't know it until you worked within the organizations. So, thank you, Lewis. This episode uh, has come off the back of your query. So, here are the four unknown jobs in sport. I'm going to start with team operations and some of the experience that we've had. So, the first job we're going to dive into that you may not know about is assistant team liaison officer. So, this was a role that I held at the T20 World Cup, working specifically with the New Zealand women's cricket team. So, what did it involve? Essentially, the assistant team liaison officer alongside the team liaison officer, between the two of you, you are the primary link between the visiting team and the local organising committee of a World Cup. Essentially, your role is to assist the team manager with daily team operations requirements and support services. So, it's a lot of logistics relating to travel and accommodation, ground transport, baggage, uh, baggage transport. You know, as the ATLO, it was my job to drive the, the van around with the team's equipment in it every day. But then, Sometimes you get called up for for other unusual responsibilities, such as being a net bowler. And uh, I remember one of the early days in the tournament, we just got there for a warm-up. We just met the team and we were in Adelaide. It was about 36 degrees and uh, a few of the net bowlers didn't show show up. So the coach comes over to me and goes, Ruben, what do you bowl? I said, I bowl a bit of seam-up, Bob. So he goes, warm-up, lad, you're on. Come on over and jump in a net. 
So I come across and, and start bowling to, to Susie Bates and, and Sophie Devine, who, if you don't know, Sophie is the number one T20 batter in the world and Susie is a former ICC, ODI and T20 cricketer of the year. My very first ball to Susie, I got extremely lucky. I jogged in, landed one on a, on a dead patch on the nets outside, Karen Rockton Oval, and it just skidded onto Susie's off stump. I didn't want to celebrate too hard because for the next two hours I spent uh, – you know, spent looking back over my head as balls, you know, went flying for, for all sorts of runs. Um, and then had, you know, a bit of trouble getting the bags on onto the truck the next seven days because I just bowled for two hours without any warm-up. But it was one of the one of the best experiences I had ever had. Uh, but one that I didn't think was possible before I worked in sport. I didn't know that this sort of job existed. I didn't know what sort of support services were, were provided to teams at a World Cup. So... What do you need to be successful? So this this type of role, you have to be highly organized. So each day I would send the team manager a daily run sheet of everything that was happening, where they needed to be, everything from from food to transport to, to training to matches to media commitments, all of it was on the run sheet, the time, place, the people who are involved. Um, so that was the main uh, primary focus of this role, to keep the team extremely organized and be that point of contact between the team manager and the local organizing committee. How do you get this sort of role? Well, this opportunity was advertised internally within Australian cricket. So it was offered as a secondment. So I got to take four weeks off my regular role. And it was also offered to people outside of Australian cricket who had done it before. Uh, But these roles are unfortunately hard to come by. However, they're definitely worth aspiring to because they are just a sensational opportunity to to work with uh, teams in the late environment at a World Cup. So there's the first role that I had no idea about that existed before was put in front of me, um, but one that you can aspire to too. So making sure that you're highly organised and keeping your eye out for these sort of opportunities is the key. So that's the first unknown job in sport. The second unknown job in sport, I'm going to throw it to you, Ryan, because it's actually your first job at Cricket Australia. Yes, mate. Thank you. It's, uh, it was a great role and I am very happy to be uh, <laughs> sharing it today. Um, so basically, the role is club and competitions coordinator at Cricket Australia. So um, essentially, you're responsible for providing operational support to the community cricket team. So essentially, you're trying to strengthen our ability to serve a state and territory. So critical that you've got a really good relationship with state and territory staff so that we can really implement um, the the projects across Australian cricket uh, well. Uh, secondly, you're looking to strengthen club and associations in driving engagement and participation in community club cricket. So that's essentially implementing uh, projects from a, a CA standpoint but also um, working with states to deliver programs to enable people to want to get into cricket and, and enjoy um, playing cricket and, and also not only play but also volunteer. So we're essentially assisting volunteers and, and making their life easier to, to be able to run their club so they can enjoy it more. Other things that you'll, you'll do in that role, so you, you'll do things such as club comm. So you'll, you'll put together EDMs uh, that'll, that'll go out at various stages of the year. You'll create club resources, which are directly for volunteers. So if anyone has, has taken our advice and is looking to volunteer at their, their local club this season, then you'll, genuinely be using club resources that have come um, from, from state staff and also uh, from this role as well. 
You'll also be responsible for making sure the community cricket website's up to date. And lastly, you'll really just ha- make sure you have a finger on the pulse of, of what's happening out there in the community. As part of the team as well, you, you'll work really close with state and territory cricket associations to enable clubs and competitions to, to thrive and operate easier and efficiently. Um, that will essentially enhance uh, players and volunteers' experience throughout community cricket. So what do you need to be successful? So I'll put it down to four things uh, when when thinking back, and I think number one would be just a, a broad knowledge of community sport and how clubs operate. So anyone who's played community sport will have a, a, a rough idea about how their club runs and sort of what the challenges are for a club to operate. So, you know, if you've played but also volunteered, then that, that would be an amazing first step because you get to understand what are some of the pain points involved. Second of all, project management skills are also great to have. So you'll be tasked with sort of sitting on a, a number of projects that are going to help um, help the community. And you essentially, if you've got some experience in delivering some of those um, projects and you're going to you're gonna be fantastic for it. Second, uh, sorry, the third thing would be just a quick thinker. Sometimes things will just pop up and you've got to make a call uh, and you just got to, you know, it could be a 50-50, but you just have to trust yourself to make the right decision. So um, there'll be quick decisions that you've got to make and I guess if you have done that before, then fantastic. And then the last one would just be relationship building. So... This role really does rely on you having great relationships with state and territory association staff um, and making sure that, you know, when we're delivering a project, it's not, um, you know, it's not just you deciding that we're going <laughs> to do something in the community. It's, it's actually working together with all levels of Australian cricket to ensure that uh, that can be delivered well and, and efficiently. Ryan, some of the things involved in that job were just things that I presumed, you know, happened. I didn't know there was someone sitting behind all those different things. Having been involved at a community club for a long time, you don't expect that, you know, there's a dedicated person who's pushing out all the sort of things for clubs. So, yeah, very cool to realise that, you know, that was your role and, and those are the sort of things that go on behind the scenes. It was it was certainly not a role that I knew existed at all, Ruth. I <laughs> just happened to see it when I, you know, one day was, was scrolling through jobs and, I thought it was a, a great job given that I, I volunteered in a, in a community cricket club before um, and I thought I could bring a bit of knowledge from what I'd done before. So, But I guess the other thing to keep in mind is there would have been a, a lot of other people in that exact same position. So, you know, I think the roles would suit a lot of people uh, because of their um, their experience in working and, and volunteering at their local club. So... You know, if you've got that and then obviously a bunch of other skills, then fantastic. It, it, it'd be a role that would suit you. Mm. Well, on the day that you started in that position, I started as the digital commercial assistant uh, at Cricket Australia, which was something that I had no idea about. So I didn't know anything about digital in sport. I didn't know anything about commercial in sport. But I quickly found out that this job involved looking after the commercial partner's digital spend. So what that involves is the digital assets within a sporting organisation. So your app, your website, your social media assets, and just ensuring that you're meeting the agreed deliverables, which include uh, simple things such as impressions and clicks, or it can involve broader campaigns. So one of our briefs with a particular sponsor was to authentically 
connect, connect uh, the sponsor with our grassroots participants. So it was quite a in season. It was a quite specific look after the rollout of their digital campaigns. Out of season, you're doing a lot of planning to try and uh, hit their certain objectives. But I remember when I first started, one of my earliest tasks was to send out on a Monday morning the digital weekly report. And this is a report that I would jump into a whole bunch of Excel spreadsheets and a whole bunch of different platforms and cont- and uh, collect different growth numbers from from reach to likes to followers to uh, website users to mobile app users and cl- collect all these stats and then put them together in a nice little PDF document and send it out to the entire digital digital department. And this was in my, my first couple of months. I kind of took the opportunity at the same time to uh, to send along with the email a nice little quick update of what I'd been up to that weekend, which was a bit bold at the time and raised a few eyebrows in, in hindsight. But um, when we talk about showing your personality, this was one way that I kind of saw an avenue to, to do that. Um, and it was quickly a, a talking point, uh, hopefully for the, only the good reasons. But um, yeah, so but those, all those things I had no idea about before I got to the job. I guess what I needed to be successful to get that job was a keen interest in sports digital trends. So I remember one of the things that I talked about in the interview was a study trip that I had done to the US and talked about the fascination that I had with how US sporting teams were using technology and digital to increase fan engagement in their activities over in the US. And when when you show that interest and that passion and um, potential, that's what's going to help you be successful in these jobs that you aren't entirely sure of, about what it involves. Rubes, I'll, uh, I'll jump in and just say I, I do actually remember when you started uh, adding those sort of personal touches to that email and uh, initially, because I, I didn't know you that well, I was like, gee, that's pretty confident and I was like, all right then. But I think in hindsight, it was actually really uh, a really, not, I'm not going to say powerful, that's a bit, that's a bit of a big <laughs> word, but I think it was something that was great that you were able to sort of push your personality across and sort of people got to know you more and um, it's a simple thing but it's also re- really good. So I think for anyone out there, if anyone's doing a weekly update, perhaps add what you did on the weekend. I know there was a few bike bike rides in there from memory. Yeah, that's right. I remember at the end of that first season we were doing our team awards and I got given the transparency award for probably shedding too much light on my life but that's, that's, that's another story. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the, fo- <laughs> <laughs> the final role we're going to talk about is uh, the, a job called the broadcast coordinator. So this is a role that is responsible for supporting the operational servicing and performance of Cricket Australia's rights holders. So that covers everything from radio to TV for BBL, WBBL, uh, international and all domestic contact, uh, domestic content. So essentially, this role as a broadcast coordinator, you act as a point of contact for the relevant uh, rights holders, um, state associations, the venue staff, the internal and external stakeholders, as well as other different partners. And it's essentially your role to coordinate and um, and ensure that the key deliverables are met. You know, in, ensuring that all the operational requirements of the broadcast go ahead, which can include everything from you know, player headshots, logos, style guides, key documentation, just ensuring that all the all the stakeholders that that are involved with the broadcast of the cricket um, or any sport for that matter 
uh, you know, can go ahead successfully. So what do you need to be successful in this role? You need to have exceptional communication and organizational skills. You've got to be able to multitask, make decisions under pressure. And then a big one with this is because you're working with the broadcast, the matches are all over the country. You have to be willing to travel. So I know particularly for this role within cricket, you, if you were following the BBL, you would be, you'd be spending a couple of months of the year just on the road in every single state of Australia, ensuring that the broadcast of the BBL was going ahead smoothly. Now, how do you get this role? Well, you've got to show a keen interest in sports media. So one way to do this would just be to gain some experience looking after small scale media operations through social media or communications. And then these are typically available on job boards. Awesome, Rubes. Thank you very much for sharing the, those four roles um, with a bit of help from myself. Um, do you want to just give us a quick summary of, of those four roles before we uh, before we close up? Sure. So four of the unknown jobs in sport. Unknown job number one was assistant team liaison officer at a World Cup. Unknown job number two was the club and competitions coordinator role, which you held, Ryan. Unknown job number three, which is was the digital commercial assistant role, which I held. And then unknown job number four was the broadcast coordinator role. So hopefully this sheds a bit of light into some of the jobs that are available in sport that you might not know about just yet. Fantastic. So another thing, thank you again to Lewis for for, for sending this episode in and, and sort of Telling us what, what he wanted to hear it really was a, a good episode for us to do and it's great to get some feedback from you as well. Thank you so much for listening. A reminder to please hit subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss out on any of our episodes. Drop us a rating and leave us a review. It really does mean so much and helps us put together awesome shows for you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the SportsGrad podcast. If you need help with your sports career, head to sportsgrad.com.au and download our free ebook today. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a tag on socials at SportsGrad. 